0: The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sex social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton and it is a dynamite day in Southern California. For you folks that uh, are following this show and Across America or even overseas, it gets very hot starting in Southern California and Arizona. And we're starting there, but it's still cool and it's still beautiful. So here we are. I'm grateful to have a great day. Well, I'm really excited about this show today. It's a little bit different than a lot of shows that I do because we often analyze cases and talk about the latest technologies. That's the purpose of this show is to educate first responders out there any kind of fire department, police department, social workers, port authority, housing authority, anybody like that, that wants to stay current on how the crimes against humanity change, especially based on advancing technology. And so lately, as many of you know, I've been talking about mass audience live streaming, which is really, really changing our world It is the world of now where our kids no longer are just talking to people they know, but rather they go on, they make a a short video, or in the case of Live.me, they make a long-form video, and it goes out to thousands and tens of thousands of people. And uh, many of our kids have no understanding of what is happening in that case And it's uh, very, very disturbing that this is not front-page news to me. I'm doing everything I can to make it that. I need your help. If you want to help me, you can always write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at millionkids.org. But So our world is changing because where we lived in a small family unit and the family made the greatest impression on a child, and then we one day opened up to Facebook and Snapchat, and we began to go on the World Wide Web, our Our world became bigger, and as many of you know, I recently released a new book called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders and a Home Without Walls. And it really is, I believe, the most important time in all of history and in all of society. In many cases, we are doing a great societal experiment, because when a young person, for instance, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old, they're all still young people going through puberty, getting their moral identity, getting their sexual identity. And now, instead of just being impacted by a mother and a father and that family unit, they are, in fact, put on the world stage. And almost nobody's explaining that to mom and dad and even less to our kids. What happens is uh, on TikTok, you go on, you make a quick video. It's about 15 seconds and you try to go viral. I've heard so many parents say, well, my kid's on TikTok, but they only talk to people they know. What that told me was the need to educate parents and the need to educate kids because that is not possible in that particular app. When you go on there, you can have as many as 35,000 followers, 70,000, 150,000. And so, literally, all a pedophile has to do is sign up and wait. Your child makes a video, they go out, they transmit it out in that pedophile, and tens of thousands of pedophiles are out there, and they know how this works long before mom and dad know how it works. And so, it really has kind of brought home to me the importance of educating parents, and the importance of educating family members. Now, we're coming upon Father's Day in America. I know that it isn't Father's Day overseas, but it is here in the U.S. And I have been giving that a lot of thought of late. It's a uh, interesting situation in my life. Many of you know that I lost my husband about uh, a little over two years ago. We were married for... 44 years and uh, just uh, had an incredible, incredible relationship. And the last two years of my life, I've spent grieving and uh, trying to sort through what's important to me and who I am as a woman uh, uh, alone and understanding what's happening. Along with that, though, of course, my work takes me into a dark world where men are often not the good guy. Uh, Men are pedophiles, men are child pornographers, men are predators, men are online abusers, and like that. Quite frankly, so are women. I'm always amazed at how little attention that gets. Sixty percent of sex trafficking cases, the girl is recruited by another girl. And more and more women child pornographers are out there. So I want to be fair to both genders out there to, to be fair in that. But one of the things that has happened to me in the last uh, couple of months is I've started a new relationship with a really high-quality man who I really admire because he's an excellent father, he's an excellent role model, and he is someone who supports the work of million kids. And along with that, I've had several opportunities to engage in various social activities that I normally would never engage in. And it has really opened my eyes to the need for a conversation in America for the value of a strong moral male. Now, most of you that have heard my speeches and heard my presentations know that I've been talking about that for a long time. I have created these bracelets that say, I believe in you. And I believe that they are one of the most important things that a man can do in his life is literally learn those four words, I believe in you, and use them with everyone he knows in his life. Quite frankly, it's really good for a mom and a a sister and a woman also, but it's especially powerful in the fight of human trafficking for us to understand the power of of a strong man with good boundaries that's a good role model that will learn the power of the words, I believe in you. One of the things that happened recently to me that was so awe-inspiring is that I attended the graduation event of a uh, family member of my new friend. And um, it was a fascinating thing because I have not been to a high school graduation in Southern California in my life. Apparently, just didn't seem to come around at a time where... I had a family member to go. What an exhilarating experience that was for me. As I looked out, now this is a particularly powerful group. By the way, I'm going to throw out their name because I think the world of them, I've done a lot of training in that high school. For those of you that don't know, I often will train literally in some days almost 2,000 kids in a day and do six, seven, and my limit is eight in one day, presentations in one day. Two high school kids, and I'm going to tell you that my experience is most high school kids are great kids. Most high school kids understand that they are living in the world where they have more autonomy and more privileges and more ability to connect to total strangers than any other generation before them. However, nobody explains to them how all that Internet works and how a pedophile might use it against them. What I have found, though, is when I explain it to them, then they want to be leaders. And that is what I saw in this graduation. In this graduation, there were almost 800 kids there. Believe it or not, let me, first of all, qualify this. This is uh, in Southern California at Corona, Corona Norco Unified School District. This particular high school with Centennial, my mayor, my friend Mary Grotham is the counselor down there, and Mary always attends our Human Trafficking Task Force meetings. She stays current on the information, and she is an intervention counselor there, and I just uh, admire her greatly. He, she hones her skills. She stays up on technology. She gets herself educated about human trafficking. Well, what was fascinating about this particular school is it's a high-achieving school. Out of almost 800 kids there, they said that 200 of them had a 4.0 average or above. Is that, like, really, really cool? And I, I thought to myself, that number seems skewed. That can't possibly be true. I go on California School Grounds. I see what's out there. I'm like, can that be true? But as I looked around that audience... What I saw was an amazing, and the only word I can ever come up with for it is exhilarating experience. This audience, I don't know how many people were there. Let me pick a number. Maybe 7,000, maybe 8, maybe 10, maybe 6, I don't know. A whole bunch of people were in that audience making their way through that security, making their way through the cars and the trying to find a seat and sitting there on those hard benches. And they were there to cheer those kids on. And I looked around, and one of the things that really impressed me was the number of males that were in that audience supporting there. It was a fascinating deal. Dads who took off work to watch their kid graduate, moms who were there, they brought the whole family so they could role model to the rest of the family how important it is to succeed, to get that education to do something with your life, to go on and get more education, not to drop out, not to not to sit there and pity pot and say, well, you know, I didn't have this, or I didn't have enough money, or I couldn't do this. These are kids who championed, and these are families who championed their kids. And it is a wonderful experience, and quite frankly, well all day long I see the underbelly of society because that is my forte, that is what I study. I want to tell you there is a lot a fine, a lot of very fine men in the world. Whether they're uncles, whether they're fathers, whether they're brothers, whatever they are, they showed up at that event to cheer on their kid. And I'm going to tell you that is the difference between a kid who succeeds and a kid who does not. Now, I know that many of the people in that audience did not have a father there. I get that. It's Southern California, more than half the families are divorced, and they're fighting over something. And not everything is as rosy as I make out. But we would be amiss to not recognize the power of having a strong male in that audience and that child to be able to look up in that stand and see their father or their brother or their uncle, their grandfather cheering them on. That is the difference between success and failure in our world. And I want to take a minute in this show to say thank you to all the men out there that show up every day. This is hopeful Singleton. The show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break, so we'll be right back.
2: The internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. Voiceamerica.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You are listening to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton and you can write to me at opal, O-P-A-L, at opal millionkids.org. It's not one million kids. It's not a million kids. It's just simply millionkids.org, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. I have a listener that, that gives me a bad time. He said if I dropped my Cajun accent, I wouldn't have to spell that thing. Well, it's called a million kids. It is called million kids. I just messed that up myself. Because more than one million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. That is human trafficked for what it's worth, being sexually violated. And as most of you know, the show, we analyze all kinds of different uh, technologies and scenarios, and we train law enforcement all across the United States uh, to do this. If you want to follow our schedule, you can do that by going to Million Kids' Facebook page. You just find Facebook, write in Million Kids, and hit Like, and you'll see the events and my schedule that is on there. And uh, I believe that's also at www.millionkids.org. I also want to remind you that all of these shows are archived. We, If you want an in-depth training on human trafficking and it doesn't cost you a dime, all of these shows that I have recorded and and as Aaron, our producer here, just reminded me, I've been on the air three years now. So we have over 150 hours of free human trafficking training. We get deep into analyzing the psychology of grooming when males are are trafficked, when females are the perpetrator. We talk about things like artificial intelligence and a cryptocurrency and and mass audience live streaming, and the dark net, all of those are in there. Just go to Exploited Crimes, www.exploitedcrimes.com, exploitedcrimes.com, and go to listen. And then if you scroll all the way to the bottom, you can work your way back. And I have... So many people, tens of thousands of people go on there and play back a lot of those old shows. And you can download and you can share them. And if you have a website and you want to have this show on your website, you can do that simply by writing to me at opal at millionkids and ask for an embed code. It isn't as hard as it sounds. Uh, The folks over at Voice America are just amazing people, and they will set you up so that you can also have this show, especially if you have a podcast and you have extra time that you don't want on there. You can certainly do that. Before we go any further, though, I do want to say thank you to all the people who support this show financially. We cannot do this kind of work without you. And that is very, very important. So if you want to sponsor this show or advertise on this show or simply support the show financially, you can do that by reaching me at Opal at Million Kids or go to millionkids.org and donate. Well, we are talking about fathers. And um, it's an interesting thing that happens here because uh, I recently spoke at the Rancho Cucamonga Police Department they held a uh, conference uh, that where I was the keynote speaker. And in that conference, it was mainly for men and their sons or their nephews and like that. And I will tell you, it was an eye-opener for me. Now, in my case, I deal with rural cases. I report to the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. And so I get involved with cases. I sit with parents who are looking for their runaway kid, or I will take calls from young men who have sent a naked photo and are being blackmailed. And so I see all kinds of scenarios. And what I saw at that conference was men who showed up to sit next to their sons and or their nephews or whoever was in their life or their grandson. There were many grandfathers there. And by the way, if you're a grandfather and you're listening, you have not lost your effectiveness. You are, you have no idea the power of your manhood to just be there and be safe and be non-judgmental. This is really the key. You see, I have followed and watched as pimps all across the world have seduced girls and guys into a world of sexual exploitation. And the first thing they offer them is a relationship. And then the next thing they do, they start to create a fantasy in the kid, in fact, Uh, You will hear in one of the commercials that I have a book called Seduced, the Grooming of America's Teenagers. That man will come into their lives, and the first thing he does is separate that child from the family. That's absolutely the key. Because if they can do that, then they can begin to create a fantasy relationship in the child and begin to take control of the child. So one of the things that I have observed is just having the male figure there, if they're a strong male role model, gives that child a sense of safety. But more importantly, gives them a sense of belonging and identity and this is one of the things that I think most men do not realize their own effectiveness and their own power of just showing up and being non judgmental and giving that child, male or female, a space to feel safe and included, belonged, approved of, um, part of something bigger than themselves. That is the power of that male figure. I watched these men in this conference, and it was really, really uh, heartening to watch. I didn't see one time uh, a domineering, authoritarian, wagging the figure, putting them down, you better not kind of attitude. There was like some gentle outreach of the arm on the back of the chair just to remind them that they were there. Uh, There was, what do you think of that? Does this lady know what she's talking about? Do you play that game? You know, what's your character's name in that game? Who are you playing with? You know, uh, what are your thoughts about video gaming and how easy it is for a pedophile to find you in that video game? Do you think that's a possibility? And that kind of male modeling is worth millions of dollars. It is Almost impossible to get, and yet I am of the opinion that few males understand their own power in that scenario. What is interesting here is that the way that you really keep a kid safe from a predator is to give them a tremendous amount of inclusion and approval and pride in who they are. One of the things that I have observed in all these cases that I've looked at is that I don't believe that it's any accident that pedophiles prey on 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14-year-old kids. A lot less 15 to 17-year-old kids get seduced. Now, 15 still not out of the woods, but let's say a lot less of, a lot less of the 16, 17-year-olds because they have cognitive reasoning and like that. But I believe one of the key things there is that that young age, it's fascinating that we have decided to do this great societal experiment of putting our kids on the worldwide web with tens of thousands, maybe millions of pedophiles, just as they're getting their identity. And I, I can't emphasize enough to you, Dad, how important it is to recognize the power of that stage of your child's life as they're trying to define who they are. What I normally see and often see, let's don't use the word normally. Let's say what I sometimes and often, often see is that by the time a child is 12 or 13 years old, a father's had it. A mother's through with it. It's like, you're grown. You are out of here. I'm getting on with my own life. I'm busy. I'm going back to work. You don't need me. You're independent and like that. I don't believe that's true. I believe just the opposite. If there was ever a time in a child's life, it's when they're 11, 12, 13, 14 years old And they're getting their identity, that's the time mom and dad, grandma grandpa, aunt and uncle, you need to double down and help this kid start to determine what kind of quality adult they're going to be. That is very, very important. Remember when it was like really, really cool to be part of the Larson family? You had pride in the family and you knew that, you know, your family might be better than other families. It maybe was, maybe it wasn't, had all the warts of most families, but you were proud to be part of that family. And that young person got to be some, the person that would be bringing the next generation into that pride of wanting to succeed, of wanting to to be somebody, of wanting to get outside yourself and to give more than you get. That is what I see so much oftentimes is the gimme, gimme, gimme. And what I really see in the quality of those people that I saw in that graduation is the number of kids that were in service groups that gave back. And the parent joined in. They joined in on the project. Or maybe they were excelling in a sport, or uh, maybe a debate or something like that, and a parent joined in. If there's ever a time a young person needs a male figure standing next to them, beaming with pride and knowing they're part of them, it is those teenage years. My name is Opal Singleton, and this show has exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are coming up against that break, so hang in there with us. We're going to be right back.
0: Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about the power of manhood, the power and importance of a strong moral male in empowering young people's lives. People come to me all day long, and in some cases they're in crisis, in other cases they're just wondering. And they'll say to me, What can I do? to help you, to combat this, to take this on, the first thing you can do is take a look at your own life if you're a parent. It's an interesting thing that is happening because technology is somewhat dissolving the the walls of our homes. That's the reason for the book, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. Literally, for the first time in all of history, this next year, our kids will be connected to the entire world, That means that they can reach the entire world, but the entire world can reach them. And as I sit here day in and day out saying, what can I do different? How do I educate people? How can I help people prepare for a world without borders? I believe the number one thing that we can do is strengthen the family because the family is going to be technology-based also, But I believe that it has to do with role modeling and educating and getting involved. And so, as we're coming upon Father's Day, some of the things that I have uh, thought about, about as these men ask me, what can I do to make sure my kid doesn't get violated? This changes an entire family. I I often take calls for men whose daughter have self-violated You know, they met some guy on the Internet who talked him into doing some sex act that is just horrific. And then knowing that that photograph has gone out to tens of thousands of people, maybe more, and they are heartbroken. They are absolutely heartbroken. So this is uh, this crime of social media exploitation. And, of course, the crime of sex trafficking is not a standalone crime. In other words, there's a lot more victims than just the victim. It is the family unit around them, and it is especially difficult on fathers because fathers, by their very nature, for the most part, think of themselves as protectors. That, that one that they're usually bigger physically, uh, they are the ones that earn the most money usually, not always, but often, And they are the ones that see themselves protecting and and taking care of their family. And now someone they've never met and will never meet. That is the insidious nature of social media exploitation. Your child self-violates as they're directed by someone they have never met and with a little luck will never meet. And it changes everything that the father looks at the child differently differently. The child looks at themselves differently. And there's a lot of shame going on in that kind of environment. So let me just start back by saying the first thing that we can do to make sure that doesn't happen is take a look at your own lives. I think that that is so important. And that is true of moms and dads both. This is really, really important to look at the family unit. The reason I say that is we both know that if you're in a divorce, it is much harder to protect your child. That is just the nature of that. And here in Southern California, more than half the families are divorced. So the first thing I'd encourage you is if you're in that separation divorce state, get into some counseling and see if there's any way to resolve it. So many people, they seem to wait until the kid is 13, 14, 15, and they say, I am out of here. I can't take this anymore. Raising a teenager takes two parents and two people who are solidified. Now, that is in an ideal world, but that isn't the real world. What I'd encourage you, Dad, first of all, is look at your own life. Watch your language. Show your daughters and your sons respect by cleaning up your language. Allowing uh, foul language in your home shows no respect to your wife and the mother of the children. And there was a time that that was absolutely offensive. But no more. People use foul language anywhere and everywhere. There doesn't seem to be any boundaries. But quite frankly, foul language does nothing to build a person up. And it does nothing to make you a better role model. Take a look at your pornographic needs and looking at what you're doing there. If you're looking at porn, don't think that it doesn't show. Pornography will change your thought processes. Sex, I believe, is the greatest gift God ever gave people. But it is done in a context that is respectful and taking care of each other. And so if you're spending a lot of time in pornography, You're not going to do that in an isolated area. Your sons will pick that up. And I can tell you from working with people who do pornographic addiction counseling, the age that you first see pornography will set the stage for how addicted you become later in life. So if your son is watching you or your daughter is watching you, and yes, women get addicted to pornography too. It's a different kind of pornography usually, but they get addicted too. If they're seeing you do that, then you are setting the stage for their personal identity and how they perceive pornography. And you are making it much more likely that they will grow up to be addicted to pornography. If you're thinking of cheating on your wife or your husband, think again. You may think that you are doing that in isolation, but when you break vows like that, it shows, and your children will experience that and see that. So those are the bad things that I would want to bring out to say, take a look at all of that. But let's flip that coin over, because where I really want to go with this show is you have so many unique abilities as a father, And I'd like you to stop and take inventory of that and come to understand just how powerful that is. First of all, many of you that might be out there listing this show, you earn money. And you do it quietly. You get up every day when everybody else is sleeping in or going to the beach, and off you go. And oftentimes, our jobs are high stress. And you do it anyway. And you do that extra thing you have to do to get ahead you began to educate yourself more, but you're role modeling. Now, there's a fine line between throwing yourself into workaholism and extra school and like that and ignoring your family and being able to do this so that your family can succeed and also role modeling to your own children what it takes to get ahead, how important it is to be able to earn money. One of the things that I am so pleased about is In all the years that I was married, it was like one of the values there is being able to share the load, the load of responsibility of being with family, paying bills, paying those real estate taxes, buying a car, making sure there's groceries on there, and paying that special assessment. Where the heck do they come up with these special assessments? I was like, somehow you feel betrayed. But it's a interesting thing if you can have a a home life where you share that responsibility and you honor each other if you want to role model for your children how to how to have an empowering relationship take a look at that relationship at home and if you're a, a wife or a mother that's listening to this i hope that you will take the time this weekend to turn to your to your spouse, to your uncle, to your grandpa, to your father, and say, thank you for what you did for me. Thank you for sharing that. But the most important gift you have is that gift of listening and laughter. I cannot stress enough how powerful that is. You know, kids don't talk to their parents if they feel like they're being judged and rejected or if there's a fear that they may not be enough. I think one of the most healing things that a man can offer everyone in his family is that laughter. Laugh at their mistakes. Okay, we can learn from our mistakes, but every one of us fail many times a day. Get over it and laugh about it. Can we learn from it? Sure. But listen and laugh. I think that's so important. I've often shared about my own father. He was a railroader. He and I had zero in common. I can guarantee you when I was four years old what I know about his world. He got up in the middle of the night in the snowstorm. I'm from that. A place called Kansas. Hello, me and Toto. Anyway, <laughs> it snowed there. It snowed a lot. Forgive me, folks that are listening in Kansas, and I know some of you that are out there, but it was cold and snowy in Kansas. He would get up, and he was a railroader. He'd walk the whole length of that train, sometimes on top of those boxcars, and he must have been freezing to death and trying to figure out how to make it all work, but when, I, when he got home, he took time for me, And he had big legs. That man walked faster than anybody I ever saw. And I run along beside him. Fortunately, I'm high energy. But I will always treasure him because I am rattling along about something I'm sure he could care less about. And whatever I said, he'd say, you think so, huh? (laughs) How safe that is. How beautiful that is. Just to know that another human being is listening to you. You know, your daughter may have pink hair, and her skirt's right up to her yin-yang, and she's swearing like a sailor, and you're going, how the hell did this happen? I just said, don't swear. (laughs) You say to yourself, how the heck did this happen? But I'm going to tell you, Dad, come along with her. She's a little girl that has a heart that still needs her daddy, and she still needs a role model. Don't give up just as it's the hardest. I know it gets hard out there raising teenagers, especially in the world of social media and Miley Cyrus. Hello. But they need that family unit, and they need you to be there, that solid strength. You have the gift of laughter, and you have the gift of listening. Ask questions, and then be quiet and listen. But respond and let them know that you hear what they're saying. You may not identify with it, not at all, but it will make a difference in that young person's life. That pimp comes in there and goes, hey, baby, I'm going to take care of you. I'll be your daddy. Don't make room for an outside person. Give them all the strength, all the confidence, and all the love, and give them your laughter. This is Opal Singleton. We're up against that break, so we'll be right back.
0: Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about the power of a father, of a strong moral male, whether it's a father, a grandfather, an uncle, or or maybe just a Christian leader. Talk about the power that you have in helping young people in your lives One of the things that I want to share with you, as you all know, I work with social media exploitation, and I believe that if there's ever a time in our society, we need strong moral males to rise up and become leaders in this. It's it's always kind of a sad thing to me as I attend these conferences. It's usually about 70% female and 30% male, and I say, hold it, this is a male subject. If there's ever a time in our society that we need strong moral males, it is right now. And the fact that there is a low number of men that show up in some of those things tells me that they are unable to visualize how challenging the problem is and the need and the importance of having them in this fight. The reason I say that is because already the family unit is broken down around the world. And we have huge amounts of outside sources that are now talking to your children about spirituality, morality, sexuality, things that were the holy grail for a parent. And so what I have come to understand is this is a time when we need the man to come forward and rise up. And by that, one of the things I want to share with you is get involved with your young person's technology. Not from a standpoint of just being a cop and a judge and a thou shall not. I agree that we need limits. We need controls. We need boundaries. There are times you can say, no, son, you're not going to get that video game. No, honey, you are not going to go on that app because I don't, I researched it. I understand it. But here's why you're not going to do that. And so rather than just going, no, no, and heck no, you're not doing that, what I'd encourage you, Dad, is get involved. Follow million kids on Facebook. Look at those cases. Now, many of the cases on Facebook are pretty horrific. You don't want to share every one of those cases with your child. I get that. But start to take a look because we talk about these technologies and how they're different. And we have a world of free information for you. This is important because it has become a world without borders and a home without walls. And so, as this becomes uh, a greater amount of outside influence for your child, we're going to need to strengthen that family unit and especially the male role model. I would encourage you to think about uh, your child and teaching them to be able to understand what is an empowering relationship and what's an exploitive relationship. When I go into schools, I often talk to your kids about that because their relationships now will be online with people they have never met. And we are not giving them any skill set to be able to evaluate. Are they asking you for all the information and you're doing all the giving? I share with your kids, that is not a relationship, that's a negotiation, and you're losing. So take a look at who you're talking to and whether or not it's a situation where they're supportive of you or not. And use your own role model as a way of evaluating relationships. We can no longer wait until they're past puberty to have that sex talk with them. I always say, if you give a child a cell phone before you have the sex talk, other people will have that sex talk with them. And for most of our kids, their first sexual relationship will be a virtual sexual relationship. So it's important that men come forward, both with their sons and their daughters, and you talk about what's an empowering relationship and what's an exploitative relationship. Quite frankly, I think I did a whole radio show on that subject. If you want to scroll back through exploitedcrimes.com and look at it. When well, we're coming to the end of the show, what I want to share with you, men, is that please write to me if you have questions. I think that you are absolutely the key to changing the world. You have the power, you have the laughter. You have the ability to listen. You have that strength. You have that feeling of security. Sometimes this just requires that you show up and stand in the room, be quiet, and listen. But there are other times that you need to be able to share with them that how important it is that you have a strong family unit, that you find the good in each other, that you accept each other, that you laugh with each other, that you include each other. Go for hikes together. Go to the beach. Get them away from that technology and show them that intimacy and the love of a family. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I appreciate each and every one of you that donate to this show and keep it on the air. I cannot stay on the air without your funding. As many of you know, we're trying to raise a documentary to train kids all across the United States. If you're willing to join in that effort, That's to train about how to stay safe on the Internet and how the Internet is made. You can do that by going to millionkids.org, millionkids.org, not .com. That's some rock band. Go to millionkids.org, find that Donate button, and Donate. Please follow us. Follow us on Facebook at Million Kids. If you're interested in ordering our books, Seduce the Grimming of America's Teenagers and Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls, you can do that at millionkids.org. Thank you to each and every one of you. Thank you to all the men out there, the men that took time to listen to this show and the men that take time to listen to your kids and your wives. You are my heroes. Thank you so much to each and every one of you folks here in America. You have a great Father's Day. All the rest of you, please share this show with everyone you know, and we will be back and see you next Thursday, 7 a.m. Southern California time. You folks have a great week, and happy Father's Day in America.